Welcome to Current Radio's Sports Station. Please enjoy today's selection of sports news. In NBA news, Kevin Durant, one of the modern game's most prolific scorers, has reached yet another milestone, hasn't he, Helena? Indeed he has, Stephen. Durant has now moved into the 10th spot on the NBA's all-time scoring list, surpassing the legendary Moses Malone. Quite the feat, isn't it? Absolutely. Durant's rise to this point has been a testament to his relentless work ethic and dedication. He certainly earned his place among the greats. And he's not just content with making his mark on the court. Durant is known for his deep respect for the history of the game. He's even called Malone one of the more underrated players in the league's history. That's right. Durant's reverence for the past greats is clear. He's certainly done his homework, and it's arguably part of what fuels his drive to be the best. Absolutely. And let's not forget Durant's journey. From his college days at Texas, his draft into the NBA at just 19, to his stints with the Supersonics Thunder, Warriors, Nets, and Suns. It's been quite the ride. Yes, and despite suffering a major Achilles injury, he still managed to maintain an impressive scoring average of over 27 points. But Durant's not the only active player making waves on the scoring list, is he? No, he isn't. LeBron James, another titan of the game, is currently leading the pack with over 39,000 points. He even took to social media to congratulate Durant on his achievement. It's quite the brotherhood, isn't it? Now, if we consider the combined NBA-ABA list, Durant sits at 13th place. Some former ABA stars like Julius Irving and Dan Ussel are still ahead of him. Yes, but knowing Durant's competitive spirit, I wouldn't be surprised if he's already setting his sights on climbing even higher. It'll be interesting to see how far he can go. From one court to another, let's shift our attention from the hardwood to the gridiron, where history is also being made. In the world of college football, there's a team that's been leaving quite an impressive mark. Let's delve into this next story. So Helena, we've got quite a story coming out of the Pac-12 football game. Washington Huskies have just wrapped up one of the best conference seasons in history. Oh, absolutely. They've made history as the first Pac-12 team to reach 13-0 before the bowl season, all while securing their spot in the college football playoff. It's been quite the season for them. And it's worth noting the strength of the conference this year. Washington's coach, Kalen DeBoer, pointed out that at one point, eight teams from the Pac-12 were ranked in the top 25. Washington played the best ones and even played one of them twice. Right? and they're now waiting on the selection committee's decision for the four-team field. But it's more or less a formality at this point. They're likely to play in either the Rose Bowl or the Sugar Bowl. But let's talk about that game against Oregon. Despite their impressive winning streak and having defeated Oregon earlier in the season, the Huskies were still a 9.5-point underdog. Yes, and that didn't go unnoticed. Washington's running back Dylan Johnson called it absolutely insane. They took it personally, and that might have fueled their determination to win. And when they did, they surged to a 23 lead in the first half. But credit where it's due, Oregon didn't go down without a fight. They even took a brief lead in the third quarter. But the Huskies didn't panic. They managed to regain control with back-to-back -back long touchdown drives. It's a testament to their resilience and belief in their ability to execute under pressure. 
Speaking of executing under pressure, let's talk about their quarterback, quarter, Michael Penix Jr. He was named the game's most valuable player, completing 27 of 39 passes for 319 yards with a touchdown. Indeed, he needed a big game to put himself in contention for the Heisman Trophy. While we don't know if this performance was enough, he'll likely be heading to New York as a finalist. And his teammates made their stance clear, chanting Heisman, 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 as they celebrated their victory. But Penix kept his focus on the team's win, saying that was always the main thing for him. It's a great attitude to have, and let's not forget Dylan Johnson's performance, rushing for 152 yards on 28 carries with a pair of scores, and receivers Romo Dunsey and Jalen McMillan both going for more than 100 yards receiving. It was truly a team victory. From an exceptional football season to a stunning basketball upset, we're seeing quite a bit of action in the world of college sports. Let's switch gears now and take a look at a recent shocker in the Big Ten opener last Friday night. So Helena, let's talk about the upset in college basketball last Friday night. Northwestern pulled off a shocking win over number one Purdue in their Big Ten opener. Quite a game, wasn't it? Absolutely, Stephen. The Wildcats really came to play and Boo Bui was at the forefront of that effort. 31 points with seven of those in overtime alone, not to mention his nine assists and four rebounds. Indeed, and let's not forget Ty Berry and Ryan Langborg, who chipped in with 21 and 20 points respectively. Northwestern really rallied from that eight-point halftime deficit. They did. And it's worth noting that this is the second straight season Northwestern has beaten Purdue. They're only the seventh program since 2010 to beat a number one ranked team in consecutive seasons. Quite a feat indeed. But let's not forget Purdue's Zach Eady. He had a monster game with 35 points, 14 rebounds, and three blocked shots. But when it came down to crunch time, Purdue just couldn't find a way to stop Bowie. And what a scene at the end with students storming the court at Welsh Ryan Arena. Northwestern took the lead for good on Barry's foul shots, with just over two minutes left in overtime. Absolutely. And then there was that key turnover by Blake Preston, stepping in front of Edie. That was a game changer. Bowie and Barry each made two free throws in the final seconds to seal the deal. Purdue did have some standout performances too. Fletcher Lawyer scored 17 points, and Braden Smith had 12 points, nine assists, and seven rebounds. They even out-rebounded the Wildcats 52-27 and were 31 for 41 at the line. But it was Bowie who stole the show. He got Northwestern back into the game after an uneven start. His two three-point plays and a turnaround jumper sparked an 8-1 run that gave the Wildcats the lead. Yes, and after that, it was a tight finish to regulation with neither team leading by more than three. Northwestern got the edge with Luke Hunger's tie-breaking three, but Edie tied it again. And then that dramatic finish. Bue giving the Wildcats the lead with a floater in the lane, only for Edie to send the game into overtime with a score in the final seconds. A thrilling game indeed. And it just goes to show that in college basketball, anything can happen. From one thrilling game to another, let's shift our focus from college basketball to the NBA. There was some unexpected drama in the recent Celtics 125-119 victory over the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's dive into the details. So, Helena, let's talk about the recent incident that occurred during the Celtics 125-119 victory over the Philadelphia 76ers. 
Jason Tatum, the Celtics star player, was ejected in the closing moments of the third quarter. He didn't believe his actions merited a second technical foul. Yes, Stephen, it was quite a shocker. Tatum was evidently surprised by the ejection, stating that regardless of what he said, once you're thrown out, you're out. He also pointed out the unfortunate fact that even if he was right, he can't get that game time back. Right, and the ejection happened after an offensive foul against 76ers Robert Covington, which was then upgraded to a flagrant foul one. Tatum was ejected by referee Nick Buchert after picking up his second technical. Yes, and according to crew chief Bill Kennedy, Tatum continued to complain about the foul and overtly gestured toward the officials, which led to his second technical foul. But Tatum seemed to be having a conversation with Kennedy when he was ejected, which left both him and Celtics assistant coach Charles Lee confused. Tatum did mention that he didn't say a curse word during the conversation. He also emphasized the effect referees can have on the game and its outcome. He didn't agree with the decision, stating he's seen worse behavior tolerated in the league, Pomorth. Indeed, he felt he didn't get his money's worth to be thrown out of the game. But despite Tatum's ejection, the Celtics managed to pull out a victory, thanks in part to Peyton Pritchard's 10 points in the fourth quarter. Absolutely, and Celtics coach Joe Mazzulla praised the team's execution on both ends of the floor. On the other side, despite being shorthanded, the 76ers were pleased with the effort. Patrick Beverly led the team with 26 points. And looking forward, the Sixers could have Kelly Uber Jr. bat back for Wednesday's game against the Washington Wizards. As for Boston, they're playing against the Pacers on Monday, and we might see the return of center Kristaps Porzingis, who's been out with a calf injury. Certainly a lot to look forward to. As for Tatum, he seemed to take the ejection in stride, stating he wasn't that mad and even had to laugh it off. He watched the rest of the game, saw his team win, and that was that.